Welcome to Unboxing the Tarot, a podcast about tarot beyond the box. Yeah, I never know how to start these. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back. We're on to episode three. I feel like our baby is growing up. I feel like this is the equivalent of like when you ask mothers how old their kids are and they're literally like, oh, they're like 48 months and it's like, um, can you just say three? <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad at math. I don't think that's three, but it's like, yeah, just say three. Like literally. Yeah, yeah. He's 17 months. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're really struggling with the like idea of your child growing up. Honestly, I, I totally get that. I'm not going to shit on you, but I'm just really bad at math. So like numbers and like terms of like one, two, three would help me a lot more. You know what I mean? <laughs> Okay, guys. Yeah. Intro slash elevator pitch. My name's Mel slash Melissa. My pronouns are she and they. And uh, I'm a writer, intuitive writer. What? I feel like I'm saying yours. I feel like, whoa, that's such a glitch in the matrix. Um, I'm Melissa. And you can introduce I- me and I'll introduce you. Oh, my God. You know <laughs> why I'm saying... Me introduce yeah. me and i'll introduce you yeah oh my Do god it. that's so funny you know why i'm saying that it's because um i wrote a post to like basically shamelessly plug us and basically was like oh i'm hosting this podcast podcast i'm hosting this podcast with my friend Alyssa, who's like a writer creative and all this stuff so that's why that whoa k brain yeah i'll introduce you which i feel like yeah is a fun little twist so my name's melissa and I'm going to be introducing Alyssa. So Alyssa is not this voice, which is probably confusing for everyone. Her pronouns are her and she. And she is a very gifted, intuitive, writer, creative. Those were the words I used for <laughs> basically for me, but it didn't apply for in terms of writer. I... I'm really bad at descripting words. I feel like that's why you're the writer. Alyssa is like literally the coolest cat I know. And I think that's my elevator pitch for you. <laughs> it's like Hi. the three descripting words and cool cat. I, I don't that. know I'm words cool today. Cat. I'll take the cool cat. So my name's Alyssa and I'm going to introduce Melissa or Mel. Um, her pronouns are her and they. And she is an amazing spiritually intuitive tuned into her own channel human who has a unhealthy slash healthy obsession with rocks (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we're gonna leave that up to the viewer to decide (laughs) i would say healthy healthy obsession with rocks a beautiful um knowledge of crystals and um she is a tarot reader um celtic lunar cycle wizard <laughs> Ooh, wow yours was yeah. so much nicer i literally just was like i usually when i boost friends i go on this like spree for like 10 minutes and i was like my brain literally was like <laughs> felt like a freaking internal dialogue it was like say cool cat and i'm like why would i say cool cat i've never said that and it's like just say it and i'm like okay <laughs> I, think it, I appreciate the cool cat comment yeah, thank you for that. I will work on how I introduce you. <laughs> Mine, I just like, I think I just got flustered. I was like, oh my God, this wasn't what I was expecting. And thus, now this is my intro. So yeah, welcome guys. <laughs> Alyssa and I are here. It has taken us 
47 minutes to set up our podcast because we were having some major issues. And it's funny because I was literally like, mm, I'm blaming the Mercury retrograde. And then it turns out it was just me, guys. So I think that's just like a reminder to ourselves that when sometimes when life is shit, sometimes it's not the Mercury retrograde. Sometimes it's us. And that is my words of wisdom. Yeah. What'd you say? It's always Mercury. It's not always Mercury. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we just have a little brain fart. And, cons- and considering the intro I gave, I think that just summarizes all that. You know what? We're learning. <laughs> And this is a steep learning curve. It is a steep learning curve. We're doing great. I'm proud of us. We are doing great and I am proud of us. So I totally forgot to bring this up. So I'm going to pull it up right now. We have a mailbox moment to start off with. Isn't that so exciting? We have our first mailbox moment. Would you like to read it? Okay. So our first mailbox moment goes a little something like this. (laughs) Hey, Alyssa and Mel. I loved listening to your episode on the strength card, which was our first episode, and just love the idea of your podcast in general. Tarot brings up the stories that we need to learn to unpack for ourselves, and I find it so powerful. When you were speaking about the strength card, I think it was in the first few sentences that Alyssa said there was talk about it meaning courage. I realized that I had heard this from my first ever tarot deck. Strength has a picture of an ox pulling a cart down a dirt road in my animal tarot deck. And I hadn't realized that the strength card could point to that strong masculinity concept. I had always read strength as the path of courage that requires physical, but especially mental strength to stay on your path. Another story Mel talked about in the episode. It was cool to reflect on this, and it got me wondering about all the different stories that could be related to each card from all walks of life. It's amazing to see what one word, let alone the imagery, can mean for different people of different upbringings. Thanks for the thoughtful storytelling. I look forward to more. Oh, and who's it from? That's from Danielle. We actually mentioned her on our second episode of the podcast which is like just a weird coincidence but yeah um her handle on instagram shout out danielle is at come shuffle tarot yeah yeah come shuffle tarot i that is so cool because it's funny because yeah we did the second episode and pretty shortly after we finished recording i checked the email and i was like oh she wrote to us that was just such a cool synchronicity like literally on the same day so now we're reading it because we had just finished recording that time and Yeah, that is so special. Thanks for writing to us, Danielle. Yeah, I'm interested to hear, like I said, because you, to me, are like a very insightful tarot master. I'm always interested of hearing kind of what, yeah, you thought of what she was talking about and reflecting on, if there was anything that you felt about her email. I especially loved the comment um, about how it's interesting how different people from different walks of life can interpret the card and the sim- symbolism. And I think that's ultimately what our like our goal is here, you know? Like we share the imagery, we share our kind of take on it, but then we're we're all always open to like other people suggesting different things. Like I love hearing other sides of the story, quote unquote, you know, and I don't want to get boxed in, in my own tarot descriptions and how I interpret tarot. Like I constantly learn from, from everyone around me, you know, and I think it's just like a journey of uncovering. And it's just so beautiful that Danielle noticed that and reflected on that. Like, I love that. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's been very special seeing this community already start to form because even after the Hermit card, I would be interested to, I know you were talking about how you felt called to now limit yourself to one social media space. And I know you're probably going to talk about that. And I'd love to hear about that. I'm sure other people would too. And yeah, I think it's been really nice to like our intention, a big intention for this podcast was kind of to like build a community outside of the social media realm and have conversations and reflect and talk to other people about what they thought of the podcast episode or a story from their life. And yeah, it's just been really cool. And there's been so many people messaging us or sharing things that they've been through. Even Brian, Ryan, which is at the dot art dot circle. Yes. Correct. Yes. Awesome. He's been doing weekly lives on Tuesdays after we release episodes and painting along to our episodes, which is so beautiful because I not only do you get to witness someone making art and creating in tune with like this like energetic reading that we almost get to do during our podcast, but also hearing what he thinks of the episode and like stories from his life. Like that is, it was just, I don't know. My heart literally feels like we're building something that just goes to show that like social media spaces I think are so limited and inaccessible and I'm trying to think of a a verb for algorithm algorithmized (laughs) and (laughs) and um yeah it's possible to form these other spaces that feel like a little bit more nurturing better and we can tell stories and think about how you know spirituality isn't the same for everyone like in the stories of our lives like we're all mirrors for one another so like hearing Danielle share kind of their side of things it's like and even you and I comparing like our stories for like what we interpret strength to be or hermit to be and stories that we've been through it just goes to show that we're all mirrors for each other we're all going through like similar themes but in different ways and it's just so weird when we like villainize each other because we're it's like two sides of the same coin that's one of my my main philosophies about um, tarot in general is that it's like the same imagery, the same thing for everyone, but the way that it kind of bubbles up to the surface is going to be different to every single person. And I, I love that about tarot. Yeah. And I would love to hear a little bit about what made you narrow in on one social platform and share with us what your one social platform is. Oh, Yeah. Okay, so my one platform is Instagram because when I thought about it, I could not imagine my life right now without Instagram because I have met so many amazing humans on there and like a lot of strangers became really really like good friends like you for example like Hi. I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't have met you and I'm very I'm very very grateful for Instagram. But I think it was our discussion just about the imagery with the hermit and like shutting down that laptop at like 3am and like closing it down for the night and how depleted you feel. And when you said too, you mentioned like kind of snapping out of that online reality and then coming into the real life and you realize how shitty you feel. But when you're in the like scroll, the doom scrolling, uh, you don't realize how you feel physically until you pop out. So I think it started in the summer for me when I spent some time in BC, spent some time at the cabin out in nature amongst the trees and the like trickling 
lakes and like just beautiful flowers. And I was just like, this is real life, you know? And I think I had a big aha moment realization that the online world wasn't real. Like as much as we try to make it real, it's Mm -hmm. not the same. It doesn't compare to a tree. And I'm sure you would agree. Yeah, I do. And it's very weird. Obviously, it's like kind of like this might sound obvious, but it's true. Like when I I went to Vancouver Island at the end of August and I kind of had that same realization where especially with having a small business and like I was going to say people keep in mind because like I know there's a lot of people who are here probably listening being like you just don't have to be on social media it's not a big deal kind of thing but it's like Alyssa and I are two people that have small businesses and like most I at least for me basically like 99% of my friends slash clients are through Instagram and like that's how I do my marketing it's accessible it's free and although it's not the best platform trust me we know it's very hard to just remove yourself from it especially if that's like your livelihood and that's your community space and that's why we started this is because we were like we're trying to find another way to build community spaces but we can't just like dip on Instagram and then not have anything else like we kind of have to find a way to like basically find the community members within Instagram that we want to stay connected with and find another place to to connect with them if that makes sense so I think I, that totally makes sense to me and what you said has really inspired me and I think I yeah I need to practice what I preach a little bit especially going into these hermiting times and like darker months of just trying to make sure I'm being very intentional with my time online and I think yeah, I'm probably going to do something similar where I try to just be on Instagram instead of checking silly things on Facebook or whatever else and I'm sure you'd agree with me because the times that I've done social media cleanses in the past where I just literally deleted everything but it was before I had a small business and it was accessible to me I'm sure you agree with me on this how weird is it how much free time frees up and it's like jarring it's like I literally I was in Toronto at the time that's where I was living when I had last time I went on a like cleanse for a couple months and Sounds so funny. I'm like, my juice cleanse of social media. Only kale smoothies from now on. But <laughs> I like literally would go out on the bus and everyone's on their phones and stuff like that. And I'd go pick up my phone. I'm like, what am I going to do? Check my email? Like, <laughs> I, okay. For one, I had this moment when Instagram and Facebook went down a few days ago. I read an entire book from start to finish in eight nice. hours. I can and never. then I, <laughs> Like, I was like, who am I? And then I've been reading this the book Sapiens, like the history of, of mankind or humankind. And I would usually be scrolling Reddit before bed. And I this is the first time I've ever deleted Reddit. And I didn't it didn't even cross my mind because I've been on there for like five years. Like, and I would just scroll for like five or 10 minutes before bed. Like, just I know how bad it is. I know. Don't at me. I know. And then I would just- But we all are her. You are the mirror to us. Don't worry. (laughs) No one's going to at you because when we at you, we at ourselves. And that's my deep (laughs) philosophy for today. Don't at me because you're adding yourself. Yeah. Um, So yeah, when I- Last night was um, one of the first nights that I felt compelled to go grab the phone and start scrolling Reddit before bed. And I was like, oh, oh shit. Like I don't have that. So I picked up my book and I read like- five pages and then went to sleep and it was fine. But you're breaking these like really deeply rooted patterns of addiction, oh, yeah. quote unquote, and dopamine. It is addiction, right? 100%. 
Yeah, yep. the dopamine hit that you get, right? The way that the apps are kind of manufactured and, and created is not by accident. Which all- we said last time, it's like when you're in it, you feel so validated and like you get that attention and it's literally like someone speaking your love, love language because it's algorithmized. Algorithmized. I'm going to make that a word for today just so no one's like literally like, what are what is this verb? It's algorithmized to target you. It's like literally trying to speak your language. And so – yeah, thank you for sharing. And because, yeah, you told me that you had deleted everything except for Instagram, but we never really talked about it because I was like, let's talk about this on the podcast and have it be a genuine conversation. So you talking about this with me now, I'm kind of having the realization that I should do that too because just based off of this conversation I'm having with you, us pulling the hermit card, like it's true. I really do feel like these weekly podcasts are kind of like a reading and I need to like practice kind of what's coming up because I can't just be like, oh, we just did a podcast about it, but it meant nothing. It's like, no, these are like also collective readings that we do every week. No matter if you're listening to this two years in the future or now it's like this applies to be kind of like a reading for you and you take what you get from it and you leave what you don't. You know what I mean? So it's unique to every person. No two readings are the same. It's something I always say. So thank you. Yeah. For um, inspire me because I'm gonna delete everything except for Instagram, which yeah. my heart is a little bit like, are you sure you want to do that? And it, actually, no, my heart is like, yes. My brain is like, no. My ego death, no. Uh, but would you like to jump into giving us a little shuffle? Yeah, I'm gonna pull the card today. We're using the Rider Weight. Do you have your Modern Tarot deck out there too? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I have both decks. I will say I do want to compliment you on this before we get into it. Is Alyssa's serving some major dark Kermit the Frog vibes slash Hermit vibes? Like she showed up and she's in her black sweater. She's got like the hood over top, and I literally just want to turn her into a little meme. And I like. <laughs> Maybe we'll take a screenshot and make a little yeah, meme from it. That is a vibe. So people can know like How the we look she's up. serving. But honestly, yeah. like iconic. Right. Let's see. The two of pentacles. Ooh. You jump right into it because I know you got I know you got shit to say and I want to hear it. Okay. I just want to talk briefly about the imagery. There's like a masculine looking figure here holding two pentacles in either hand. And it's sort of like this juggling energy. There's like a infinity symbol that's connecting the two pentacles. And then behind them, there are two ships. One is big and one is little. And it's a wavy, watery kind of scene behind the person. So this... The way it comes up for me usually is something to do with a choice, some kind of juggle energy where you feel like you're kind of juggling two different ends of a spectrum of some choice. And it's not often an easy choice because the water can represent emotion and the water in this card is very wavy where it feels like there's turmoil happening. Do you have your modern? I'd love to see yes, the modern. Yes, and I'm pulling it up and so... The modern tarot is very similar where in the Rider Waite tarot, it kind of looks like, what is the fancy old term? Is it like a jouster or whatever? Not jouster. It's like those like- Oh, jester? Jester. Yeah. He's got like, he's got some jester vibes where he's Mm -hmm. like in tights. He's kind of like, has this like crooked hat. So it's kind of like, kind of feels like this like thing you'd see at a circus where the person would be on this balance beam. And I feel like it really mm-hmm. is about balance. So yeah, with the two of pentacles in the modern tarot, there is a black kind of femme person. And I'm going to always jump between like 
she and they for cards but i mean they're it's imagery i I don't think they have a necessary specific gender but i'm just gonna jump between the two and so yeah the in the background instead of kind of the waves and the boats as there is in the traditional rider weight tarot there is kind of some bushies bushies some bushes <laughs> bushy little shrubs and kind of like this outline of a mountain but you can't see it it's dark and so it's kind of looks like a mountain shadow which is very interesting which i think the background completely shifts what the card is about so i think we're going to kind of have two different meanings based off of this artwork in the mm. modern tarot versus the rider weight i feel like it's kind of a difference so the person in the imagery is also holding the two pentacles in each hand but it's actually flipped compared to the rider weight tarot and they have mm. kind of the line or like the rope I guess or whatever you want to call it that kind of looks like an infinity symbol that's going between the two just mm-hmm. like in the other imagery so very interesting I think there's kind of two different meetings for this card so maybe let's start with the rider weight tarot version first because I find the background imagery has a lot to say about Mm-hmm. the card it's like someone drew a mountain and then put like a background with like the water versus putting a background with like the stars it's like you interpret that art to be two different things right mm-hmm. so it represents totally. something different so yeah yeah I would love to hear a bit about what you have to share and I was gonna ask actually quickly before you get into it is like the first thing I think of when I see this card now is always your live that you do on Mondays for the space and how Enya what's her mm-hmm. user name Enya dot, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but it's S-H-A-U-G-H-N-E-S-S-Y. Shugnessy. I want to be like... Shaughnessy. Wow. See, I butcher pronunciations. It's fine. Actually, I did a lot or I did a video the other day I posted and like if you guys know like Halloween is also Sawin, which is also like pronounced S or it's spelled S-H-A-I-M. IN or something like that. I can't spell well, I can't spell out loud without writing, so that's probably wrong, but you know what I mean? It's like people call it Shawmain. And I'm really bad and I get really nervous when I'm like recording or just like talking. Like I'm not always the best socially. So sometimes I just butcher words, like literally words that I know. Like last episode I said like foliage or something instead of like foliage. You know what I mean? Like I just get nervous and I just I like and I just keep going because I'm like, eh, no one noticed. And then I listen back and I'm like, wow, I noticed that. Um, and so, yeah, I posted this video talking about, so it sounds like it should be pronounced Shamane, which is how I pronounce it. And this girl commented basically being like, it's Sawin. And I'm like, okay, sorry. Like literally I have social anxiety. You're making it worse. No, I'm, I'm not trying to like be that person, but also like, I was like, that's nice for an educational tool. But I was like, I know I messed up. I'm sorry. Anyway, so Enya, going back to the point, had pointed out something really cool with the background is like how there's like the big boat and the small boat. And I would love to hear you elaborate because I feel like, like I said, you capture things so beautifully with the tarot. Yeah. So I was going to actually mention this. As soon as I saw this card, I thought about that moment and I thought about her comment about it because it was like the skies opened up for me regarding this card and its energy. And I think the way she said it and Enya, like, write us if I'm wrong at me. At us, so we can correct it on the next episode. Yeah, at me if um, you remember this differently. But I do recall you saying something along the lines of, within a choice, would you rather have a small (laughs) boat with a small wave or a big boat with a big wave? Mm -hmm. 
Yes. And yes, I, I totally, I remember being on that live and that also opened up this card for me so much too. And just like making me realize how the tarot shows up in your, your life because everyone can probably relate to that is like, you know, that kind of feeling of like you are the boat and then there's like circumstances in life that are waves and you can't avoid it. And sometimes you feel like, you know, for smaller waves, you, you kind of feel like you're fitted with a small boat and maybe sometimes you even undervalue what you're going through because you're like, oh, that's not as big of a deal as like some bigger, worse stuff that I've been through in life mm-hmm. versus like sometimes when there's a big wave, you're like, I got to get ready for this. Like I got to or I got to like really put my boots on whether that's going to counseling or doing readings or like literally it's like you pull out all the stops I gotta get myself out of the house get off social media like it feels like you're taking out more of the stops but yeah sorry continue I don't want to interrupt we'll go no that's exactly that's exactly it and like when I when we first pulled it I mentioned that it's a very um it's a rocky energy like you feel kind of torn between two two sides of the same coin essentially um and it sort of brings up the energy of like being seasick like he's sort of off kilter in this imagery too like one foot is lifted and one foot is down so he's not totally rooted and grounded in his position because it's like the choice and the options are causing that tumultuous kind of energy yeah and he's kind of like got a weird balance going on yeah and twos in the tarot for me like represent duality or choice and opposites you know like that opposite energy and I like to kind of pan out and look at like the line of the tarot too so like the card that comes before this is the the ace of pentacles and then we kind of move into the two. So the the ace is like kind of like the beginning seed, right? And then it's sort of like you have the two and it's like, okay, now what? You know, like mm-hmm. what am I going to do with the seed? Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, it's like, so you kind of have the seed in the first one and that, and then you kind of, two is what you do with it. It's the action step. Yeah. So one is the beginning and two is the action which also goes into numerology that is just like how numerology works and I was talking with a friend that I met recently who was kind of saying that she's new to tarot for example and saying how you know she's intimidated because she has to memorize everything and I was like girl you need I'm not trying to boost but you should listen to our podcast because like (laughs) I always say to people treat everything like it's art like you know, when you look at this card, kind of what do you interpret? Or when you look at numbers, when people are like, I want to get into numerology, but I don't know how to memorize everything. It's like, what do you think of when you think of one? It's like, okay, one is a beginning or like zero. It's like zero is the void. So zero is like nothing. What what do you associate with zero? What do you associate with one? Like a beginning. What do you associate with two? Well, two comes after one. So that's like the progression, like the first yeah. action step you take after something. Yeah. And you can kind of like look at things or you can look at three and be like, okay, three represents like beginning, middle, end or whatever you want to interpret that to be. And it's literally the same without anything. And I think that's kind of like, once again, one of my biggest intentions with creating this podcast is literally being able to like look at your life like art and looking at the tarot as art and how you interpret that in your life. And that's why when people are like, I don't believe in it, I'm like, I think it's just because people have taught to have this gatekeeping energy around mm-hmm. spirituality where they're like, oh, I can't remember all the tarot cards. It's like, no, just like literally what do you get when you see it? And I said it yeah. to her too. I was like, when you listen to a song, like what do you interpret it to be? And what you interpret it to be might be different from what I interpret. I know I already said this yeah. in the first episode. So if you're interested in that, you can go 
listen to my rant about that but I just thought that that's very interesting that you mentioned that about like kind of like the action that is associated with this card in number two Mm -hmm. I love bringing in the numerology and like like I said too like I love hearing other people's like what they see what their reflection is on the card and I love enforcing that because that's like ultimate intuitive development when you can let go of like what I may think of the card and and like see what you need to see and make that and feel that just as valid as what you hear from me because it is right yeah for sure and I'm just curious Mel Mm -hmm. about the symbology here looking like what's with the hat oh I know right that's like one of the things that I feel like every time I pull a card like I said depending on the time of my life and what I'm going through I'm drawn to different areas of the card like for example in the modern card the one that's thing that stood out to me the most was actually the background how the mountains are like a shadow you can't even see them it's just like Mm. dark lines and so we'll get into that but in this card I'd say the things I immediately was drawn to was the boats because I thought about Enya and what she said and how much I've seen that energy within my life about navigating situations the big boat or the small boat Mm -hmm. big wave small wave and um the other big thing I was really drawn to well, two other things was the hat and kind of like the balance between that I always feel in this card is like there's like this kind of weird balancing beam. Like literally that's kind of why I see like almost it being like jester. I, that's what I mean, words. What are words to me? Yeah. I don't know. It's really interesting. So in this card, he's got a really big phallic looking hat. <laughs> it's red. It literally looks like like someone who got a strawberry flavor condom. <laughs> what <laughs> it looks like someone who got a strawberry flavored condom and put it on his head his very long head this sounds so much dirtier than it is but it's oh tell me it's not true i know i was thinking more thimble but okay sorry my mind um honestly <laughs> i see kidding. the thimble vibes we'll go thimble <laughs> vibes like so that people aren't like okay mel relax um <laughs> you regret asking me about this hat now uh <laughs> I'm so if anyone, if anyone wants to have a little laugh with us, pull up a picture of this card or pull out this card and re-listen to that and have a little little <laughs> laugh with us. Um, so the biggest thing that stands out from this, other than it looking a little phallic, is that it's kind of like he has his head on a slant, and it's like the hat is so long that it feels like he's kind of one, like he's like it feels like he's ready to like kind of tip onto his other foot so he has the one foot in the air and kind of one foot on the ground and to me I think it's speaking of like how when you're not maybe feeling grounded at least this is something that I intuitively got right now looking at this it's like when you don't feel grounded you want to put your feet on the ground but actually a lot of times like it is kind of about this like upper like crown chakra energy like and for those who aren't aware of chakras it's like a lot of what makes you feel not grounded usually comes from your mind and how like mm-hmm. your mind can literally make you feel like you are not balanced or you're not grounded and being able to like tune into your body or come up with different strategies that work for you to help you feel grounded and like most importantly not take your thoughts so seriously is very important. And it's- speaking of this, is it okay if I share a little bit about this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was going to say just going off this train of thought we might end up doing a bonus episode if you're interested in hearing that hit me up but I ended up doing some shroomies last week and I yeah you know something that I ended up taking a little video of because I kind of had this realization which I thought was 
I was like, this might not be that deep, but it really hit home for me is like how our thoughts are kind of like clouds. And, you know, when you look at a cloud, you can, do you ever get caught up in it being permanent and being like, you know, there forever? No, it's a cloud, you know, it's going to pass. And so is your thoughts. So sometimes you have beautiful thoughts and sometimes you have not so beautiful thoughts. And just knowing that they're always going to pass and not getting to attach them is so important. And that's kind of what I'm thinking of in this card is like, especially with that balancing of the waves in the background representing these difficulties in life, it's like really easy to get attached to what your mind is telling you or even what we said in last episode. Sometimes your body, like your nervous system tells you that you're unsafe or like there's something wrong with you or you're not balanced. It's like literally, I know this sounds oversimplified, but like stop being so hard on yourself. (laughs) And also, but the biggest thing is like just witnessing your thoughts as plastic clouds whenever you feel like you're taking something too seriously in life or too focused on something about yourself just remember that that thought is a cloud it's gonna pass it's not permanent it's not who you are period Mm. i love that i can't wait to do the bonus episode yes talk a little bit about what they've taught me yeah and also like quite literally like when you mentioned that the hat was like leaning him to the other side it's like the imagery and energy of like literally being weighed down by your thoughts like literally being weighed down by your thoughts and there's also this energy of infinity and what comes to me is like infinite possibilities of what is actually possible within this choice not necessarily two sides but there's like an illusion of two sides but it's actually the potential of anything but your mind makes you think there's only two. Oh, that's so interesting. It's like, yeah, literally when you look at numerology around the number two and you think about balance, you always think that there's only one other thing that's going to balance you out or make you feel better. But something that was, like I said, an, an intention with making this podcast was literally like thinking outside the box, like the binary, thinking even like to me that's what like mushrooms in general in terms of like their spiritual teachings is all about is like you think you only have these certain choices in life whether that's two choices or like a hundred but it's like there to show you that it's infinite and -hmm. I feel like this card is like talking about how when sometimes we get fixated on thinking that there could only be like one way or two ways or even a hundred ways but we don't realize that it's literally like it's limitless sometimes there's just things we haven't thought of yet and that's the same thing with the like concept of ideas or things coming to mind that just pass like clouds it's like there will be new things that come from this ethereal place that just you think of and you're like what made me think of that that's a trip in itself is like when we get literally any thought from the void a creative thought or you make art that you've never made before and you're like huh where did that come from that is literally a spiritual experience in itself that we have to be open to it comes from that infinite space between duality Ooh, that's so cool so it's like you think that there's only these certain options or these certain things going on in your life or whatever it is and this maybe represents like the threshold where that void is that it's like something you've never thought of before or something you've never created before and that is like I think what this card like the almost between the lines like what this card is referring to it's like you're very caught up in these dualities or thinking things getting so caught up in 
you know, having a formed opinion on something or whatever it is. And there's this threshold in between there or like in between the, those lines, the two lines, literally in between the number two, there is like a space that is a void that you can kind of like get shit from. Is this too like existential? Oh my like, God. You know, I mean, listen to no, here. But- like... <laughs> I feel like we just dove really deep into the two really of pentacles deep. and like with the tarot, the major arcana, which are the ones that we've kind of been diving into so far with like strength and the hermit, this is a major or a minor arcana card and they're like meant to be like softer energy, like less intense energy, less archetypical energy, but we just went, we just turned the two of pentacles into a major arcana is what we just did. Yeah. I've literally, and I said this also to my friend the other day when I was hanging out with her about how the way you and I piece things together, like we're, we usually are on the same wavelength, but our knowledge comes from two different backgrounds. So, and I said this in the first episode. So when we come together, I feel like we form this puzzle. Like I would have never, ever, ever figured this out if we didn't sit here kind of like analyzing it. And yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get into, if that's okay with you, is there anything else you want to say about this card before I get into like kind of the modern? I think we went into like yeah, we went into void. it. I don't think there's the anything to say other than literally just being like this is literally the void, like space, the space, the space between, between it. The space. Between. This is literally mushroom thoughts. Like literally, this card represents like you not doing mushrooms, and then the void is like doing mushrooms. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It's because like that same energy that mushroom has. Like I said, it's like it takes you beyond the box. Like that's literally, literally like what the podcast is. It's like thinking having new thoughts that you've never thought of like we've never thought about this we've never talked about it i never thought of this card this way where did that come from where did it go where did it come from <laughs> where did Sorry. it come from <laughs> my partner says that all the time now every time we're like where did it come from where did it go where did it come from cotton eye joe and he does that to people at work it's fine uh, i love him mm. for it so <laughs> anyways so getting into the two of pentacles very briefly in the modern tarot i feel like just like i mentioned the thing i was really encaptured by was the mountains in the background and how they're dark kind of like as if they're just a shadow and I almost feel like that literally now I I would have never guessed this I was for some reason I was really attracted to these mountains when I pulled it up and I was like what is this and now that we talked about the tarot I understand that that's the void now it's something you can't see but it's in the like background and it's almost like you can't see it but it sees you and this woman's also like facing forward. It's she doesn't see it. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, that's the void. Like those mountains, like what if they sh- shone a light on it and it wasn't even mountains, but it kind of looked like the outline of it. But I think that all in all, that blackness just represents the void of like where infinite possibilities can come up. But right now she's so encaptured with like the two that she's balancing or like trying to find balance in our lives. And I feel like even just in spiritual journeys, we get really caught up in that like whole how do I balance this out? If I'm feeling like really overwhelmed with work, okay, well, maybe I have to like, you know, have some more free time, but maybe it's not that binary. Maybe there's something in between there. And that's something that I've also been like working through. Oh, story segment time. Is that cool? Because I always do this on episodes where I'm like breakthrough of like a story that came through. So I'd say, yeah, so we're going to do our segment where we talk about like a story that we feel this energy that we've been talking about up to this point was present in our lives and if you guys want to share your stories we'd love to hear them you can email us unboxing the tarot at gmail.com or just literally tell us anything about your life we'd love to hear from you so yeah like to me 
for example, for so long, I, especially in Western culture, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this is like, I've gone through this like weird balance of being like, oh, I want to get a job that I love so that I don't feel like I'm working when I'm working. If that makes sense. Like, I feel like I'm doing something that I would want to do in my free time. And for so long, that became such a like dominant force in regards to how I thought about work. It was either like, I get a job that I don't like and maybe it has a higher pay or I get a job that I do like, maybe has a lower pay, but I love what I'm doing and et cetera. And that was my binary. It was like, it's going to be either or there's nothing in between. And it wasn't until over the past, especially this past year, as I've kind of moved away from some things in my business and moved more into other things is how I've realized that we've been taught to like literally make work so much a part of our lives that I literally thought that those were my two only options. And now I kind of realized that I was like, well, what if I have a job that maybe, you know, I like to a degree that, you know, it doesn't like make me depressed, but you know, it doesn't also have to be my absolute favorite thing in the world that I'm doing for work, but it's something that, you know, at least I'm happy with to a certain degree. It doesn't have to be my favorite thing, but I'm happy with it to a certain degree and still make free time, like still be able to be able to make enough money there and have enough free time to do what I love in my free time, if that makes sense. I just like, it was like a breakthrough moment where it was like, my mind was like, what? I'm sure you can relate to this. Everyone's heard it where it's either, you know, oh, quit your job to do something you absolutely love. Sometimes, you know, it's better to do a job maybe that you don't like as much, but you still kind of enjoy and, you know, have free time. And in that free time, you get to do whatever you want and what you love. But because we're taught so much to have westernized view of like our work being everything it's like oh I either have a job that I hate and I get paid really well or I have a job that I love and I don't feel like I have to work a day in my life and maybe I don't get paid very well I think it's up to us to understand that there's infinite I talked about this with a friend today and I said there's infinite possibilities for the things we love or want to explore in life not all of them have to be jobs as long as we kind of get to feel into like outside the binary what we want to do in our work what we want to be a part of our lives, how that's ever changing and ever flowing. Maybe there's times where you want to work less, sometimes more, depending on mental health or like what you feel like you're desiring. Yeah. Someone once told me, like I had it in my head before, like before this person told me this, but they said that um, your purpose doesn't have to be your job. Thousand percent. And I had it in my mind that to lead with purpose, I had to have a career and a job with that purpose, but yes. that's not the case. And sometimes our purpose changes too, and our yeah. our needs and what we're feeling called to do changes as well. Like we don't have one purpose. It yeah. Changes. And it's a very capitalist mindset to guilt whether that be yourself or someone else into saying that your job is either going to be, you know, like the high paying job that maybe you hate or, you know, if you're, you're selling out, if you don't do something you love for a living. No, we literally live in a capitalist society where we're dependent on money. It's not accessible for everyone to just do what they love for a living because, you know, maybe that, you know, every artist can probably relate to this. It's like, no matter what, like people are going to undervalue your work, or maybe sometimes it's hard to get into like, marketing or selling your item not everyone has access to this full force and marketing background or team or whatever or you know has a billion followers on instagram or something there's all these accessibilities within capitalism that unfortunately keep us sometimes from having a job that we love if you have a job you love bonus for sure but for me personally i like i said for years i was in this in between of being like 
okay, I want a job I love. So maybe it'll give him more hours and get, get paid less. And instead of having a job I hate and get paid a lot for it. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, no, I actually want to work less and maybe have a job that like I, I like, but it's not like my absolute passion in life, but I still like enjoy it to a certain degree. And from that, I get to, you know, work less, maybe make a bit less, but budget and then have free time that goes towards my passions and what I do. And I think we think freedom comes from having doing what we love for a living. But I think freedom for me, there's no right answer for everyone. It's like, like I said, it's non-binary. You can feel into what feels good for you. But for me, at this point in my life, it feels good for me to have a job that I like. And if I end up loving it, great bonus. But I'm more focused on my free time and having that go towards my passions versus having someone trick me into do it, being like in the capitalist mindset of working 24-7. Yeah, that really it reminds me of like <laughs> when, before you were talking, like before you shared your story, I had an idea, like a brief idea of what I wanted to share regarding this card. And I, I think that our our stories are very similar, like from what I wanted to share is that um, the binary of kind of being like I felt like I was before I quit my job in February, I felt like I was literally living two lives. And that I was Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I literally felt like I played the eight to six, Monday to Thursday person. And I had that suit on. And then when I came home for the weekend, I would literally zip off my little meat suit and step into the spiritual realm and step into my spiritual world and offer readings and offer sessions and, you know, just literally have these amazing in-depth healing weekends of like just going into the void with myself and others. And then Monday morning would roll around and I would zip up my suit again and put that back on and put on my scrubs and make my way to the hospital and stuff. So I, I literally felt like I was living two lives. Like and it, the distance between my two selves became very great. Like I felt like I was slipping away from myself in both realms you know because I was so torn where it did take definitely a level of acceptance in realizing that it didn't have to be one or the other and I felt for so long that I had to either be you know the lead technician that was in charge and really embodying this like divine masculine this like emperor energy or I could be the spiritual like yoga teacher, tarot reader, very feminine, divine feminine kind of energy. It couldn't be both. Yeah. So it took um, a level of surrender in realizing, stepping into the unknown, like we talked about in The Hermit, and trusting that one step forward at a time, I realized that there are other options. It doesn't have to be one or the other. And my life has been a literal balancing act, like talk about this jester guy, like tight roping, a little balancing act of those two parts of me. And I think that our mission and our purpose is to find a happy medium between ourselves, right? Yeah, We're not meant to live in that binary duality. Yes. yes. And it's not like you looked at that situation and you're like, okay, I'm going to be half reader, half you know, that tech or something like that. It's like you probably looked at it from outside of the box and kind of felt into it different ways. It wasn't that kind of, you know, some much of a thing where you can split it 50-50. You just started 
kind of playing into like different boundaries you had in work and what you wanted to do with work. And yeah, I think that's really interesting. And as you're talking about that, this will be my quick little second, I guess, example is that literally I keep using the word binary because that's kind of what I feel is that binary within life and also just personally, like I can't help but bring up gender because that's a word that's strongly associated with binary. And it's something I struggled with for so long, this idea of like the binary, especially with being queer or my gender and how I think also I had this patriarchal view of femininity that played a part in like feeling like I only had basically, I like I said, it's not always two choices. Like for me, I was like, okay, am I female? Am I male? Or am I like in between? Am I they or whatever? And then, yeah, it wasn't until I started kind of, you know, reading books and listening to very queer feminist podcasts that I kind of realized that for me, it wasn't that simple. It wasn't like I just had these three options or four options or two or whatever. It was like, no, I actually think that there's so many things in life that play into how I feel in regards to like where I align in terms of like outside of this binary. And one of that, those factors being the patriarchy and like my view of females and women and how it's taught to me to be like ashamed of being a woman in a sense and then I realized like no I actually do identify with being a woman I've just been taught to like be fearful and scared of women and scared of my femininity and scared of myself and like I thought that that also I guess discredited my queerness or discredited these times where some days I feel like fluid and outside of the feminine aspects or like embracing the more masculine so I think this to me is also like reminding me of like how there is this void and this fluidity to myself and I shouldn't keep myself within this binary and I try not to and this is something I'm continuously I've gotten better with learning and I'm still practicing is like allowing myself to be fluid and and find this void and you know express myself with the ways I want to not get so caught up in labels or like thinking too much about the you know, not making it too much of my actual like identity, if that makes sense, just letting me be me and not Mm. thinking too much about like, yeah, the labels or the binary, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's almost like with like the gender, like masculine and feminine or like a fluid they, it's still kind of, you're still putting that label Mm -hmm. on it, right? There is also space outside of the alternative of the duality as well. Yes. And we need to leave room for that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for letting me share my two stories. Um, I just feel like that was very important. And I think that's been a major part of my healing that I've been working on for a very long time is around my queerness and my gender and even honestly, just like femininity and like unlearning that I don't actually, I'm not actually scared of women or I'm not actually like I don't actually think that women are catty or whatever. It's just like that's what the patriarchy te- teaches us is that like we gossip and stuff like that. I saw quickly like a TikTok today where someone talked about that where basically they stitched it with another video where this woman was kind of shaming people for, I guess, like having body hair and stuff like that. And then the girl stitched it with the other girl's video and she's like, this isn't this girl's fault because this is like the patriarchy talking in her. Like this is the patriarchy that what it's taught her that it is not okay. It doesn't mean like it's like nice of her to be doing that, but she's saying like it's not her fault. Like we need to under give women support as they're like unlearning these patriarchal standards of ourselves and patience and love and kindness. And yeah, would you like to jump into our ending segment of renaming the card? 
Yes, I am excited to rename this card. I feel like yeah. it needs a, a renewal. It does and need a renewal. What is coming to me like immediately is the space between. That's it. <laughs> I love that. That's pretty <laughs> close to what between. I was going to say, which is like, I was going to say the void. And I was thinking about like the title kind of being like, welcome to the void. And I feel like someone looking at this would, would be like, what? How is this the void? But I yeah. mean, we've we cracked the code, I guess, of like, or we found our own interpretation of it. And yeah, I don't have too much to say about the title other than like, I feel like it is this a thorough part. So I would, I would call it either the void or this like a thorough realm, something like that, because it feels to me like it's like this space that doesn't exist that you can't go to. It's very like astrophysics kind of vibe where it's like, that place where you get these random thoughts or creations that come to you out of nowhere or dreams or whatever, like that is this card. It's like showing you the opportunities that exist beyond this moment. And it reminds me of something I posted earlier this year in the spring where I said something like I was having a tough day and I took, I went on a bike ride and I went down the street I'd never been down and it ended up being this like very beautiful farmlands and it's so close to my house. And I was like, what is this? And I basically made this little video to myself, which I do kind of when I get these random insights. I said something like, this reminded me that, you know, I need to make space for life to surprise me and provide mm. me with new moments. And the same way that life will give you these new moments and these new experiences and you have to be open to it is the same way that, you know, your mind, like I said, those thoughts that you have aren't permanent. They will come to pass, whether they're beautiful or not so much. And you have to make, realize that you are continuously, you don't have to consciously do it. You are always continuously making space for new thoughts and new experiences in life. And I think you can open up to that channel or that awareness or that void. And just like, if you're feeling stuck, opening up to that void, being like, I'm allowing something unexpected or unpredictable to enter my life and that is safe because I think that's why people hate change or like hate that void sometimes because they're yeah. like mm, this isn't safe or like this is like I'm scared to go into the unknown but the unknown is like where the magic happens where things exceed your expectation I love that what you said allow the space for life to surprise you and I think that anybody listening if you feel like you are kind of torn between a choice or feeling stuck in like a way and moving in a way forward or like you just don't know what to do that if you feel like you're catching yourself getting stuck in that either or mindset and realizing that there's other possibilities there's actually infinite possibilities and it's not just one way or the other and we can we can get trapped and stuck in that um the du the duality like that binary mindset so that might be a good like journaling exercise or creative prompt. Like if you feel stuck, what do you feel stuck between? Like what pillars do you feel stuck between and um, what else is possible? Because when we allow the space for our minds to imagine, that's also when beautiful things come through, right? That's when creation comes through. Yeah, that's so – thank you so much for sharing that, and that was so beautiful. That's literally, I think, what I had called that video um, because I had posted it a while ago, and I said literally verbatim, let life surprise you. Hmm. And I think going off that creative exercise, I think you could do two things. I think you could – you could do many things with it, but I think it would be cool to, one, either do a meditation where 
you envision yourself between however many pillars you feel stuck between in terms of your choices and visualize yourself being between all the pillars like you're in the center of them whether it's two or like a hundred different options picture them all around you in these pillars and then picture yourself exiting the circle like the center like and walking Mm -hmm. into this void which might feel scary for you but just reminding yourself that and maybe affirming to yourself I am safe I'm safe to enter this void I'm safe to explore these on this uncharted territory letting life surprise me whatever it is or if you really want to you can do a creative exercise with this and like draw or paint or literally anything like that makes you kind of channel this energy of like exiting like you could literally draw like one pillar and be like work and then draw another pillar and be like free time if that's the things you're stuck between and then draw a little stick figure and put me and then draws embrace the stick figure and put it outside of it and then put me again you know what I mean like just (laughs) did that make sense (laughs) yeah so it reminds me actually of an exercise that I've done with my coach before her name is Dina Cottingham oh like tag her or whatever but she's amazing so I've been working with her for like I don't know like three years now and she's more like counselor than like life coach you know what I mean yes um and she's actually had me do this exercise when I'm like stuck with a choice and it just reminded me of it when you were talking but you actually sit in one place and discuss like how you feel if you were to choose one thing like if I were to quit my job you know this would happen right And then you physically get up and move around the room to a different perspective. So I might go sit like in the same room, but in the corner of the room and have like a different literal viewpoint of a problem and think of another option and discuss that and talk it out. And then even you could do it like four or five times with a literal different perspective of your, your issue. Yeah. That is so cool. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm definitely going to try that next time. I have to like kind of get outside my little box. This is the perfect episode for unboxing the tarot. We should literally just be like self-titled album, like literally because it's all about get thinking outside this box. And thank you guys for joining us. This was an amazing episode. I literally looked at this card and I was like, maybe this is going to be boring, but it, like we just showed that let trust. life surprise you. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? Trust. Yeah. Trust. Right? Trust that. Like, that's what I mean. You can look at something like, this is going to be boring or I only have these two options. And it's like, we literally just show that even like with community help or support from friends or even just alone yourself, like doing these exercises, maybe it allows you to help see life outside this box. And that's what we're here to do. Uh, if you guys have anything you'd like to share with us, any stories, what resonated with you from the podcast, maybe share a story about how this energy or any past episodes, energies, have shown up in your life just send us an email unboxing the tarot at gmail.com we can't wait to see you next week and bye, bye. <laughs>